J.T. Crowley is talking books. On this show, you'll hear from emerging talent and seasoned veterans from around the world. Hello, I'm J.T. Crowley, and I'm delighted to inform you all I have another very talented author, A.K. Cooper Elliott, from Yorkshire in the United Kingdom to talk about her children's books that make up the Lily Everly series. There are three books in the series. Hey, it's me. It's Lily Everly. Hey, it's me again. It's Lily Everly. And hey, it's me, Lily Everly. I'm here again. And she is everyone. We are going to talk about the children's book, but AK does write adults' books. And if you want to see what those books are about, then have a look at the written introduction on Web Talk Radio's Talking Books page that accompanies this podcast. And also going to have a look at her web pages and her social media sites. But we're not going to talk about the adults' books. We might do that at a later date, everyone. Who knows? So it's just going to be the children's books today, the Lily Everly series. AK was born in Germany. She's married and has two grown-up children who she says have fled the nest. AK, as I've already said, lives in Yorkshire. It's a beautiful county in the United Kingdom. AK, in her past, was a high-flying executive in procurement and accountancy. But her diagnosis of multiple sclerosis meant she had to step away from the world of high corporate finance and seek a career path that was more in keeping with her physical abilities, as MS, as we all know, is a very deliberating condition to live with. And AK has learned to adapt her life to fit around her new lifestyle, hence becoming an author. So let's invite her on the show to talk a bit about herself and her children's books, the Lily Everly series. AK, come and join me. I'm getting very lonely on this show at the moment, so come and join me and tell us, who are you and why did you write this children's books series? Hi, John. Good morning. Um, right. I, I came along to write these books because I've always had a story inside me. And uh, from a very, very young child, I always wanted to write books, but I never had the time to do it. Um, so, um, obviously, with my illness, it, it's created time. And now I'm just reeling every book off what I can uh, write at the moment. And I'm enjoying every aspect of it. So why the Lily Everly series? Why this character? Why these storylines? As a small child, I always loved. Uh, detective uh, show like Scooby Doo and and um, Nancy Drew, and obviously, um, I, I kind of put those two scenarios into a bag and shaking it up, and I produced Lily Everly, and Lily Everly um, is a thirteen-year-old uh, detective, but she's got a very young attitude. She's more like a ten-year-old rather than thirteen. And I think it absolutely opens up a world of excitement and, and comedy. Hmm. I think it does, everyone. When you look at the books, um, you'll see the, the stories are, they're very sweet. They're, they're very funny at times and they're definitely engaging. So let's go and have a look at these books, everyone. Now. Normally, everybody, when we do a series of books like the Lily Ever series, 
we normally start with the first book, then go on to the second and, and on to the third. So because the storylines generally follow from the first to the last. But it's a Yorkshire thing, everyone. We're not doing it this way. We're actually going to be doing the last book first because that's the book that AK wants to be the star of the show. So we're going to do the last book first and then we're going to work our way backwards to the first. Just to confuse you all. (laughs) (laughs) And that's how we're going to do it, everyone. So now, let's start with the last book. The latest book, everyone, that's just come out. And and this one is called Lily Everly, I'm Here Again. And she certainly is, everyone. Now, Lily, she's a smart cookie who likes to be a detective investigating who's guilty of doing the misdemeanor. And in this book, we have three little mysteries for Lily to get her itchy claws into. The Nutcracker Soldiers, Mr. Meadows, Christmas Stocking, and Mrs. Knott's Missing Marshmallows. Mmm. Who's had Mrs. Knott's Missing Marshmallows? Ooh. Where, A.K., in the inner recesses of your creative mind, did you pluck these three little scenarios out of and tell us a little about Lily's character? Okay, well, Lily's character is very much like me. Um, really? She's very... <laughs> is she you in a younger age? Yeah, she's a younger me. <laughs> very I didn't work that out. <laughs> she's very inquisitive. She's very, she wants to know everything. She wants to learn everything. She wants to be part of the adult world. And that's what I used to be like. I used to sit on my grandma's steps and listen to conversations. And I wanted to be a part of that world. But obviously, at being six years old, you listen to grandma, you know, obviously, they they adult conversations you are not allowed to hear. So that that's where that comes from with Lily. Um the this the actual scenarios with the, you know, ideas for the stories is one, I'm I'm absolutely crazy about nutcracker soldiers and at Christmas I have them stood on my fireplace. So that gave me the inspiration of writing the Nutcracker Soldiers with Lily. And obviously, the marshmallows is another favourite of mine. I love marshmallows. And uh, I could eat a, a full bag full of them. And uh, to create a blueberry flavour is absolutely out of this world. So it's one of my favourite flavours. And then obviously, the Christmas stocking. We always have Christmas stockings in the, you know, uh, called Preliot household um, and it gave me an inspiration because I'm an absolutely oh. big fan of jelly sweets and I'm thinking yeah Mr Meadows and his pineapple fruits how wonderful let's get them into the Christmas stocking <laughs> it's all about um, AK Cooper Elliot she's just <laughs> dressed herself up as the character Lily Everly She's dreaming her childhood dreams. We all do that. Now, the first story, 
uh, Lily and the Nutcracker soldiers. You set the scene at Duxdale Village, home to all the characters. You know the you know the village Christmas tree is going up in the in the snow. Lily's in a hurry to attend a local choir practice, and Mrs. Lemming mentions her Nutcracker soldiers who come into life at night. What's the little storyline here? It's a sweet little story. Tell us. It it is. Um, basically, uh, the Mrs. Lemming gets up every morning, and and her six foot Nutcracker soldiers are moved away from a fireplace. And they either sit in at the breakfast bar uh, with a little cup in front of them, or they're relaxing on the sofa, or they're in the dining room. And she thinks it's wonderful because these dolls are coming to life at night. Well, Lily doesn't believe that. So what she does is she stays overnight because um, she visits Mrs. Lemon with her butler, Mr. Meadows, and they get snowed in. So while they're snowed in, she's going investigating why these soul, you know, nutcracker soldiers are coming to life. And I can't reveal much more because I will give it away, but it's got a twist and it's a lovely little twist in the story. Got a but, twist, everyone. Um, it sure does. It, uh, it does, yes. <laughs> it sure but, does. Uh, it, it sure does, yes. So these nutcracker soldiers are six foot tall? Yes. Wow. Yes, and they do actually produce six foot nutcracker soldiers. I mean, I think mine are four foot, I've got. But you can purchase them in different heights, and I think they look wonderful. Is there any room left in your house at Christmas with all these nutcracker soldiers? No, because no, I have Christmas trees all over it as well. <laughs> What can you say? Now, Mr. Meadows' Christmas stocking is an enchanting little story. We're in Lily's house, Everly house, in the kitchen, and we have the characters Mrs. Cookson. She's the cook. Never worked that one out, did you? <laughs> Terence, he's the gardener, uh, Miss Seagrove, and, of course, a Christmas stocking. What tantalising little storyline do you have here across um, this chapter here? Chapter seven. Well, um, what are you? Chapter seven. Well, basically, um, like I said, we we always have Christmas stockings and we always fill them with sweets. And to bring this into Mister Meadows's favourite sweets, which is the pineapple fruit, just it gelled together the story. Basically, it's about the Christmas spirit. And the Christmas spirit is not about ghosts. It's about loving Christmas. And um, the basically, Lily wants to know why Mr Meadows at night is walking around with a Christmas stocking. He also walks around with a bag of oranges. And he disappears. And she doesn't know where he's vanishing to. So, again, it's another thing where she wants to investigate. And, again, it, she finds the scenario, you know, to the uh, investigation. And, basically, um, I can't reveal it anymore because I will give it no. away again. But it's no. very magical. It's very magical, yes. It is very magical, you know, and because this scene of the, these chapters, it's very sweet, it's very enchanting, it's very endearing, and it's mm. Christmassy. 
It's Christmassy. Yes. Yes. Now, I want to know the, the third mystery in this book, AK. Come on, tell yes. me. Who's had Mrs. Knott's Missy Marshmallows? We're in Mrs. Knott's ice cream parlour. Someone is up to no good here. Now, I haven't had the Missy Marshmallows. Have you? Probably would have because I love black currant. <laughs> and having black currant marshmallows in a hot chocolate. Oh, how wonderful. And um, and this is what it is. Terence, the gardener, is also a mad scientist and his laboratory is underneath the greenhouse. And he's created these uh, black currant marshmallows and he's he starts uh, giving boxes to Mrs. Knott and Everybody is going mad for these uh, black, uh, blackberry, um, you know, marshmallows. And um, But there's also somebody outside the village who's wanting these marshmallows. Mm. And Lily is on the case because at Christmas she gets a new detective kit for one of the presents and she's going to use that detective kit. And the period for this story is just before New Year. So the, you've got the Christmas Eve scenario with the Nutcracker soldiers. You have the Christmas uh, Day and Christmas Eve again with the, um, you know, the Christmas stocking. You also have the, just before the New Year's Day with the, uh, you know, uh, black currant flavoured marshmallows. So the time period takes you, you know, fully across Christmas with the three stories. Yeah, I know. But I just want to know who's had Mrs. Knott's Missy Marshmallows. Mm. Yes. Not me. Mm. Honestly, Gov, not me. <laughs> <laughs> now, AK. Yes. Let's um, go to the second book. Hey, it's me again. It's Lily Everly. Now, this has a Halloween theme to it. You've given Lily two mysteries to get involved with here. She does like these mysteries, these scenarios. She does. She does, everyone. The Haunted Rectory and the Feather Bart Lane mystery. So let's start with the Haunted Rectory. Yes. The scene is the large foyer of Everly House, and it's been decorated for Halloween with boxes of skeletons, bats, witches, giant cobwebs everywhere. Tell us about this story and all the characters who you've spookily weaved into these 12 glorious, magical, creative chapters. Well, um, basically, um, the local church, uh, Duxdale's Church, is being renovated. So um, the Reverend Denton is actually gone to another village um, to obviously do his work there. The rectory is empty, as with the church, and Mrs Banks is complaining to Sergeant Smithy that there's noises coming from the graveyard and the rectory late at night. So Lily and Terence go to investigate and they see figures walking around the rectory in the windows. Um, so basically, they 
Lily actually climbs into the rectory and she goes into the cellar and she climbs up a cold chute and to listen what's going off because all the activity seems to be go happening in the cellar. And uh, again, I cannot reveal anything else. But the beauty is with Lily, she's drilled a little hole in a floor in a bedroom because it, it sits directly over a father's office, who's Professor Everly. And Sergeant Smithy goes to Professor Everly and asks him to help him with his cases. But Lily gets there first. So when Lily finds out what's happening there, she gives Sergeant Smithy a note, and Sergeant Smithy actually brings his team of police officers in, and they actually go into the rectory to sort the problem out. Mm. And mm. Mm. so something which seems quite dark and that actually becomes very exciting. Yes. As you can see, everyone, she's a little detective, everyone. She's mm. 13 years old, but she likes to get her paws into a little investigative scenes. This is what all this series is about. These little scenarios that she, that uh, Lily Everly with her entourage of either the butler or the gardener or who else to solve and crack who's behind the investigation and who's up to what. Mm. And talking about that, let's have a look at the other little mystery scene here in this book, the Featherbark Lane mystery. Now, Mrs. Cookson, the house cook, is at the village market looking at apples for the Bobby Apples Challenge. She bumps into Maggie Jones, who informs her the thingy, oh yeah, the thingy is back on Featherbark Lane. This is an day, I need to put my words in right, an endearing story you've taken the reader on. Over 11 chilling chapters are to give us a sneak preview of the plot line here. Where are you going with this little plot line, with this little <laughs> story? I love the bobbing apples at Halloween. <laughs> oh, I, I do. I love bobbing apples at Halloween. I love Halloween full stop. <laughs> but um, basically, um, the, every year, there's a white figure is seen walking down the Featherbark Lane. Really? And basically, it, it frightens all the villagers and they stay away from that area. Um, so Lily thinks, hmm, there's no such things as ghosts and whatever, so I'm going to investigate this. So she does. She goes with Terence and Emily, a friend Emily not, and they go to investigate. And it's an absolutely beautiful story how it you know how it turns out and um the thingy that's what i call it is a white lady figure which floats down for the back lane and um everybody in the village is frightened of the thingy and i love that and again it's a dark story which actually turns into excitement again and again, I can't reveal any more because I'll give the story away. Do you know what I think here? I yes. think you've been watching too much Scooby-Doo in your <laughs> because there was little ghost scenes in those series, you know, with the kids' uh, storylines there. Yeah. And when I looked at this book, I thought, she's been reading Scooby-Doo again. <laughs> what Scooby-Doo now? 
<laughs> oh, dear. She's not grown up, everybody. She's just a big kid at heart, believe you me. She's reliving her childhood here <laughs> through these books. <laughs> they're beautiful, they're enchanting, and, you know, great little Christmas stockings, everyone. Great little Christmas stockings. Even Mr. Web- even Mr. Meadows, perhaps one of these uh, books in one of his Christmas stockings, apart from pineapples. There you go. <laughs> Um, now, AK, the first book. I said, everyone, we're going to do this series in reverse order just to keep you all on your toes. Hey, it's me. It's Lily Everly. Now, again, you've given Lily and all her entourage two mysteries to investigate, the ruby ring and the time marrow in this one. Now, in the ruby ring story which you wonderfully and gracefully tell over 14 short chapters you set the scene at the end of the school summer holidays lily's getting ready to go back to school but her father professor everly has received a phone call from the school to say that due to an outburst of measles amongst the school staff school opening has been delayed so lily now has time to solve another mystery and it wasn't long before another case hit Professor Everly's desk. The ruby ring. What's Lily up to here? What's she up to? Come on, tell us all. <laughs> well, Mrs. Fleming um, has uh, lost the ruby ring and she's frantic about it, basically. And not only has Mrs. Fleming's lost her jewellery, but a lot of the villagers' jewellery is going missing. And it's all linked to, a, you know, an old sweet shop. And the sweet shop is empty um, and run down and there's activity inside and Lily wants to know why. So she does actually climb in through a broken window at the back of the old shop and she goes in to find out what's happening. Um, again, it's... It's got a twist to it. It's the the story is related to criminals, but in a like a comedy way. You know, it's funny, and Lily actually solves a crime before her father does. And again, with the second book, the Time Marrow, all the cats in Duxdale Village are all falling asleep all at the same time. And it's something to do with the catnip. And it's Mr. Muggles' catnip. All right. We'll get to that one in a minute. We'll get to that one in a minute. She's jumping the questions here, everybody. I've just had to tell her off. Oh, sorry, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. She's getting carried away with the storylines. It's so exciting. But Mrs. Lemming now, she's um, uh, with the ring. You know, she, she's a very warm-hearted person. Yes. And because she lives in the cottage and, you know, she, she doesn't, you know, um, you know, she just let, she, you know, invites people in, doesn't she? She does. But That's she the thing. Correct, John. She shouldn't. But she does. She, she'll, she'll give anybody tea and cake. Come in and have some cake and I'll make you a cup of tea. That's what she's like. And any salesman, Anybody knocking on a door, they're in for cake and tea. 
and that's that's a downfall. Yes. But isn't that the Yorkshire character? That's the Yorkshire lives. You know, you, you go up there, everybody, you know, and you get welcomed in, you know. Uh, you know, you open the door and you just sit down, you know, and where's the tea? Where's the cake? She's a Yorkshire character, isn't she? She is. She's got the Yorkshire in me, basically. Um, but she is, you know, more southern. She's down there, you know, she's down more south than New Yorkshire, but she has got that Yorkshire spirit in her. So is there a little bit of Mrs Lemming in you? Probably my mum. Ah, I see. <laughs> if anybody comes, to, anybody comes to the house, we have got lots of biscuits and cakes in the, you know, cupboard. <laughs> but, and tea. I drink Earl Grey tea. I have different types of teas, you know, so, yeah. I I suspect that the character was based on I, a little bit of yourself or somebody that you knew. I was right. Yes. Yes. <laughs> now let's go to the time marrow, shall we? The yes. Oh, yes, we've got to the time I've jumped the gun because this is you what jumped the favorite. gun, everyone, yes. <laughs> She <laughs> hasn't followed the like guidelines. <laughs> no, no I'm, I'm, I've got so, me, I've got my thing. <laughs> let's go to the the time marrow mystery, the second story in the first book, and the last adventure we're going to look at for Lily Everly in this chat. Here we have Lily and Emily on the school bus coming home on the last day of term, and the start of the holidays. The two girls are talking about. All sorts of things, as girls of that age do. They do, yes. Um, you know, electronic engineering, hmm? trackers, computers, terrace invention. There's quite a little bit going on in this little storyline here, this scenario here, AK. So what adventures are you taking Lily Everly on? And where are you taking the characters to? What are you, what are you saying here? What's the story about? Right. The, it's about uh, Duxdale Village. All the cats are falling asleep at the same time. Um, it's something to do with Mr Muggles' catnip. So Lily and Terence look back in history, and in 1898, they that's when it's produced. And basically, the Victorians used to drink catnip tea. So... What they do is they go back in his time marrow because he's created a time machine in the shape of a metal marrow. And it goes back to 1898 and they have to stop production of this catnip. When they do, it changes history. And Mr. Muggles' catnip it becomes Mr. Muggles' calomel tea. Mm. And because Terence introduces them to Calaman. So this little mystery um, is beautifully woven over 12 um, adventurous chapters. Mm. Did you enjoy uh, writing this scene, you know, like all your other little short stories? Do you enjoy it, basically, AK? Yes, yes. With with all my books, um, it's kind of like, I'm sat writing the, my stories and the characters are like stood around me. I can feel them. 
I feel I feel everything in the book. I feel them. For me, for me to create a good character, you've got to feel, you've got to think, you've got to see how they do, basically. You've got to be their eyes. And that's what I do. And I say it right in my books and I laugh. You can hear me chuckling because it, I think they're so funny. You get a feel of the characters and that's what I enjoy. That I created these characters. I like living with these characters. You do. An author does have to live their characters and their characters have to become part of them because if they don't, it doesn't yes. work. It just doesn't work, everyone. And this is what AK is done. Um, I think she's reliving her childhood. That's just my opinion. <laughs> I'm right, aren't I? You are. You are. Yeah. I, I always say that you never, ever grow up. It doesn't matter how old you are. There's always the child inside you, and there is. I mean, even even suffering with multiple sclerosis, I, I'm, I'm, I will not be defeated by it, um, and I, I continue to battle it, and I am such a jolly person. And that is the child in me. It is. You're just a big kid at heart, aren't you? Like me. Big kids at heart. Yeah. Big so, kids at heart. Is there a fourth book coming out? Any more children's books? There, there is. There is a fourth one. Um, it will be coming out roughly around March, April next year. And it's Lily and the Treasure Chest. Ooh. And there's two stories in that book. Because the second story is Lily and the Magpies. Ah. So what's mm. the book going to be called again? Lily, Evelyn, Andy? And the Treasure Chest. The Treasure and, Chest. Um, they, yes, they use a time marrow again because they're going back in time to 1700s this time. Oh. So there you are. There are more books in the children's series coming out, everyone. Mm. Now... There are, um, you know, as I said, she not only writes, um, AK, that is, not only writes children's books, but she writes adults' books. And if you want to go and have a look at those books, then go to her webpage, uh, or go to the, uh, Web Talk Radio's, uh, written introduction, which accompanies this podcast and get a feel for what they're about as well. So who do you, AK, see as your market? And who do you want? to, um, you know, be your market? Are these books that kids to read or something to read at bedtime stories? How do you want your books to be seen and read? And by who? Right. right. The the children's books um, are for, um, you know, you can, for children about six years plus, um, intermediate readers. Um, but also... It's good for the parents as well to read to the children because it's, it's so, it's so exciting. The stories are really exciting. And a, a child would sit down and listen to these type of stories. So that's the area I'm marketing, um, the lily books. But, um, in the future, um, there is, the Lily College years, which will be coming out, and that's going to be from 12 plus into adults. Um, and that one, will that's the area I'm marketing. They're still children, but more teenagers. 
and um, and then obviously I've got my adult books, which are from sixteen plus upwards. So these books, everyone, they are ideal for um, you know parents or guardians or grandparents or you know um, partners to sit down with their kids and look at the beautiful illustrations, look at the drawings, but look at the storylines. They are chapter books and to spend time together and perhaps, you know, to sit down and uh, bedtime or during the day, but a quiet period and read it uh, a chapter and just to get the child, the children engaged with what books are, you know, feel the book, turn the pages over there, smell the book, but enjoy Lily Everly and these little adventure stories. So they are chapter books, everyone, and but there's lots of chapters in some of the books to get your child and engaged with writing, reading. That's what this is all about. But told through Lily Everly when her little mystery investigative knows where can people get your books from ak right um obviously amazon which is the huge marketplace they can purchase them from waterstones uh the cobo or you leading uh bookstores around the world ak cooper elliott thank you very much for joining me today i'm jt crowley Thanks for listening, watching, wherever you are in the world. So until next time, stay safe.